Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joey Christopoulos. My co-host, Corey Wooten, thank you so much for checking us out on YouTube. Comment and question below. And also, thank you for checking us out also on SiriusXM and TuneIn Radio. Believe in Bears. Continue to grow, getting bigger. We got a great show coming up for you in about 25 seconds. But first, we got to talk about that sponsor that you know and love. It's betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests, events with first to market odds and lines. You can find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your favorite sports information from live in game betting props to even futures. So, what are you waiting for? Get on that mobile device, sign up today. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 for Bet Online, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the pod. The Chicago Bears are 2-1. They're going up against the 2-1 New York football giants this Sunday in week four. One of those teams will walk out of it 3-1, and, and we're here to break it down with former Bears defensive end, Northwestern Wildcat, CHGO, Fox 32, and maybe a guy that grew up a little bit of a Giants fan. So we'll see how this kid, this goes this week. It's Corey Wooten. What's up, Corey? What's going on, my man? It's another 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 great uh, weekly podcast, man. Excited to get things going. Talk a little bit about this last game and then uh, previewing forward towards the Giants. So, yeah, this, this is my neck of the woods. I actually grew up a Cowboys fan, believe it or not. My oh. dad was a diehard Cowboys fan. My grandfather as well, back to the Tony Dorsett days. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I grew up a Cowboys fan. I had the starter jacket, you know, the hat. I was official. <laughs> uh, I used to – the Bears weren't very good when I was growing up in the early 90s, so I used to moonlight as a 49ers fan. So, we uh -huh. used to be – we would have butted some heads uh, way back exactly. in the day, Corey. But before we get to Corey's keys to a victory in week four, we make a final score prediction in this episode. Yeah, Corey, man, let's kind of go back a little bit and talk about the Bears' 23-20 to victory over the Houston Texans in week three. And look, man – you, I'm, ha I'm happy to hear whatever your thoughts are on that game, and I want to mm -hmm. kind of phrase it to you like this, where I think everybody this week, Chicago media, national media, Chicago fans, national fans, NFL fans are just piling on Justin Fields this week, and it seems to take on this sort of existential narrative of, is Justin Fields any good? Does Luke Getze trust Justin Fields? I kind of want to, if that's okay, I want to throw that out the window, Corey. It's, it's, it's area that's kind of been treaded over. It's only three weeks into the season. So I want to ask it to you like this. You know, Corey, man, you've got your pulse on the game all the time. You, you know the game inside and out. You've been doing this pod, and you've been right on so many different things. If you and Justin Fields were sitting in a room together right now, just the two of you maybe watching film or maybe watching TV, as a guy who used to play in the NFL, two, full, you know, two NFL players together, you know, what would you say to Justin Fields right now? Because it's obvious that he's struggling. But, you know, mm -hmm. what would you impart upon him, mental, physical, whatever that is? What would you tell Justin Fields right now? I would tell him just believe in yourself, right? This is what you got you here. This is the reason why they traded up to get you, right? Because you were that dude in college, right? Not only the Bears, a lot of other teams saw that as well. You know, I saw him many times. The thing is, you have to tap into that confidence, that same confidence you play with at Ohio State, right? That's the biggest thing right now. Because when you make the throws, everyone knows that you could play at a high level, right? It's some of these other decision-making and, and times where you don't seem as confident. So so just tap into that confidence, right? Let it go, right? At the end of the day, you have to go out there and play ball, right? Your instincts and everything, that's what got you where you are 
today. So so tap into that, right? You, two and one at this point, right? You know, things could be a lot worse right now, but hey, mm-hmm. rely rely on your confidence. That's that's what got you here, because that's the one area that that he's not. He's shown that it's kind of been holding him back, you know, because I think he can make every throw. I think Getsy and company just need to get his confidence up. That's that's the one key word this week that I'm looking for when I watch him, you know, how he is out of the huddle, right? The confidence to make different checks because you look at last week, right? When he got sacked on that boot, right? He should have yep. saw that right away. That The guy's coming off the edge. He should have checked it to a run the other way, you know, stuff like that. And that's that's how I can tell he's not very confident because something like that he would have checked in the preseason because he felt confident, right? After one or two games of him not playing the best, we we don't see that confidence. So that that's the, if I were talking to him, I would just say, "Hey, man, let it go." Right? Your mind is is the most powerful thing in the NFL. Right? That's the difference for guys that make it and don't. Mm. Guys that are Pro Bowlers and guys that are career backups is their confidence, right? Because Justin Fields has all the tools. You know, sometimes there's a quarterback that's picked uh, in the first round just because there's a need. No, no, he he was he's a first-round talent either way. So my thing is just get your confidence up, rely on what got you here. You know, get back to the basics, get back to the fundamentals, and have fun, right? This, this is what this game is. That's what I – that's the next thing I would say is have fun, right? Because this is a game. Obviously, we get paid a lot of money for it, and – you know, the fans care and this, that, and the other. But what got you here is your love of the game, right? Or else you wouldn't have been a first-round pick. You know, they at the combine and, and talking with you in the interview process, they want to know that you love football. You do love football, right? But you got to have fun with it, right? Because you, you got to take it serious, but you can't take it too serious. You understand what my drift is, man? No, yeah, you know? no, no, totally, man. And look, you know, Corey, dude, you're such a good dude. So I'm going to say it because you're not ready. To, like you, you said it, but you didn't really say it. Dude, Justin Fields has been terrible the last two games. I mean, truly, like, if we want to have a standard, and I, we've seen him play. Like, we've seen enough games to know that this is not the standard that Justin Fields' career is going to play out to be. The last two games, he's just been terrible, right? And I'm with you, man. The mental is bleeding to the physical. And he is so physically gifted that I think his mind right now is maybe holding him back a little bit. I mean, man, that throw to Darnell Mooney, that 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 bomb that was just 20 yards over and to the right, that's just so uncharacteristic of him. So there's something else. It isn't a lack of ability. It isn't the fact that he can't make it. And this whole, is Justin Fields the real deal? Is he any good question that's going on through Chicago right now? It's understandable, but I think it's completely overplayed right now. And people just need to calm down because everyone's picking which wagon they want to get on, right? The wagon of, I called it first, Justin Fields is no good. Or the wagon of, hey, let's hang on here. He's still going to be a superstar. Why don't we just get off the wagons and watch the dude play before we get on to something right now? And I completely agree with you. He has to get back to, I think, that swagger that we saw in the Steelers game. Some of those throws that he made against the Detroit Lions last year. I mean, that's in there. It's possible. It's all It's all out there for him. So, wait, follow up real quick, Corey. You know, you mentioned that that boot kind of – you know, he didn't recognize that boot play right there last week. You know, so mm-hmm. what is it? What, what, what type of plays would you like to see Luke Getzey and them try and run besides obviously establishing the run, which I'm sure we'll get to in Corey's keys. You know, what kind of throws do you want to see Justin Fields make early that you think are going to yeah. be perfect confidence builders? So I'm I'm fine with with some gun passes, right? Um, but I think it has to be the intermediate and the dink and dunk, like the typical 
uh, Patriots type of throws, right? The Tom Brady and company. And look at look at all the players for the Patriots that did well. Jacoby Brissett, you know, Matt Castle, Jimmy Garoppolo, right? They mm-hmm. put people in a position to succeed, right? And Tom Brady is Tom Brady because of that Patriot system early on. And people could say whatever they want, but Tom Brady was a six-round pick for a reason, right? He was slated to be a career backup. You know what I mean? Drew Bledsoe was the guy in the Patriots, right? He ended up getting hurt and whatnot. But this system was so friendly for a guy like Tom Brady. Because if you look at Drew Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe had a cannon of an arm. That offense wasn't for him, those thinking dunks. So I, I think that's telling you everything you need to know. They need to start out with some of these intermediate, these short throws just to get his confidence up, right? What about a slant route? Am I am I being, like, too Madden about it? Like, you know, just a quick... Huh. Stick and slant, you know what I mean? Exactly. With Darnell Mooney, quick, that's the Jimmy. That's, yeah. that's what Jimmy Garoppolo does. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, that quick little four step to the rollout on the right, just hit that little Allen Robinson seven yarder that they hit all year last year. Stuff like that. Yeah, right? or a little, or a little seam. You know, exploiting yes. that zone coverage. The Cole Komet company. Um, I think that's the biggest thing now. And the the key is for for a young quarterback. I think people are just saying, oh, quarterbacks are cursed, this, that, and the other. But I feel like you know. Luke Getzey just has to get the game plan for him. We, we have to start it out with a little bit more run, right? Re- really, really hammer that run game, right? And then let's open up some play action, right? There's no way you have to be a boot or a naked. We get some sprint outs. Um, but it's the short throws that are getting confidence builder, right? I, I always take this back at basketball, right? You hit a couple layups first, you know, if, if you're if you're three-pointers, not there, right? Then you go up to a 12-footer. Then you go to a 15-footer, 18-footer. And then all of a sudden you get that confidence and then you're behind the three point line and all of a sudden you're draining them. Right. And you're yeah. back to that confident shooter again. So it's like you, you got to build steps up to that. Right. And right now let's pump the brakes on, on these long throws, unless it's a shot. Right. But let's get his confidence up early on. So I think that's the key for him because you, you look at quarterbacks in this league and I don't think people realize Josh Allen, you look at his stats through 13 games and Justin Fields, they're very similar. Right. You know, Justin Fields has a, has a few more interceptions, but jo- Josh Allen, a lot of people weren't sold on him, right? A lot of people were doubting if he was the pick that they uh, they, they should have gone with, um, and, and look how it turned out for him. But the key is now, right, he's playing, right? He's playing. He's letting the game come to him. Justin Fields is trying to make things happen, right? He's, tr- he's trying to make something out of nothing. And that, that's, that's why you got to pump the brakes, right? Hey, take the throws that are there. If it's not there, tuck it and go or throw it out. That's that's all we have to do at this point. These plays will come. And that's that's what that's what we understand the guys we like Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, you know, Patrick Mahomes. They take what the defense is giving them, you know. Just like Aaron Rodgers in the game against the Bears, right? I know he wanted to throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns, but what did he do? He took what the defense gave him. Hey, let's rely on this running game. And I'll complete some balls when I need to. And he actually played a very efficient game, but for him, that wasn't a good game. But the thing is, you have to do what the defense is giving you. So if Justin Fields completes 12 out of 15 and Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery are, are beasts at running the football and we're moving the, the, the ball and he's efficient and, hey, we have more rushing touchdowns and he doesn't have any passing, but we win the game and he looks good in those throws, that's progress right there, right? That's the key. We just have to keep stacking performances like this. And Justin Fields, just pump the brakes, man. 
we we don't we we don't have to make these crazy plays and these long throws. I know the competitor in him wants to throw for 300, 400, 500 yards, but back when we first started this podcast before the season, what did I say? He's going to be a lot like Cam Newton, right? Yeah. That that 190 to 2 230 range, right? With a touchdown here or there, maybe maybe a touchdown rushing, um, but very efficient, not turning over the football and being a great leader out there. So that's that's the key. That's where I want to see him grow. Not, not try to do too much because we don't need to at this point. We have such a great run game that it can take the pressure off. Yeah, look, I'm with you. In regards to Josh Allen really quick too as well, just to point out, um, when they got Stephon Diggs, his career also turned around too as well. That's something to just keep in mind when we're comparing those numbers. Uh, you know, you do eventually will need um, – you know, an elevated talent, an elevated talent pool of playmakers eventually for the Chicago Bears moving forward. And and look, I'm right there with you. I know a lot of people we're, we're on the side of I, I think, you know, that 190, 200 yards. My, my vision of Justin Fields was maybe not someone that was lighting it up through the air, but was making throws when they count, making backbreaker playmaking plays down the field. You know, that's something that I think we can easily get back to and still play off the running game. And I know a lot of people like to talk about the development of Justin Fields, but also, you know what else helps developing a quarterback? Winning games. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you can have, you know, we've been winning these games so far. If you keep winning games in this particular fashion, I still think you're also developing the quarterback at the same time. Uh, Corey, I think it's time, man. Let's let's move it forward a little bit. Real, real, feel- real quick before you get yeah, on yeah. this, I, I, just, I yeah. just got a quick thing to point out, right? Um, I, I think we were both thinking Darnell Mooney was ready for the number one role, but I, I think we were we were mistaken a little bit about his, him being ready to take on that number one receiver role. And and I think we we slept on how important Allen Robinson was there last year, right? And and just him garnering that attention, right? Mm-hmm. For guys over the top, that safety help. And that allowed Mooney to really exploit the defense. So I, I think it's tough too, you know, without a true number one. I thought we thought Mooney was ready for that role, right? But I think it's it's proving more so that maybe he is, you know, a, a really good number two, but I don't know if he's ready for that number one role yet. So that's that's something that we could point out. You know, that's it's well, it's hard to play, you know, without a number one unless you're Aaron Rodgers, right? Aaron Rodgers is is, is making those guys look good. He's winning games. Um, he he is one of the one of the best to do it. But a young guy in Justin Fields not having a true number one, um, it, it's definitely tough sledding. Well, and Corey, uh, to be honest with you, man, you felt like you were interjecting, but honestly, you're leading right into I'm going to open it up with maybe one of my keys, and then we'll dive into Corey's keys to the game because, yeah, I think what we're noticing a little bit is, you know, the running game is being established. Our offensive line is doing a great job running the ball. A lot of people have polarizing opinions on how they're doing in pass pro, but you are noticing that Cole Komet is having some responsibility along the line of scrimmage where we can't just let him run routes in the slot all day long and catch passes. So, so, Corey, man, if I open it up, I think one of the yep. keys to a week four win is I kind of like what I'm seeing from EQ Brown right now. I'll be honest with you, man. Uh, the guy's made a couple of plays. I'm not saying he's getting volume touches here right now, but one way to maybe scheme open Darnell Mooney is to try and figure out a way to have a solid, dependable, complementary piece across the field from him. Yep. Byron Pringle's going on the IR. We're not going to see him for a little while. Still not going to see Nikhil Harry for a little while. I don't think Bayless Jones is ready to play that role. So who is it? I kind of like EQ St. Brown's size so far. They're using him on end arounds. It seems like in the first quarter, in the first 15, they've been able to scheme him open a little bit. And I think if we can somehow fi- figure out a way to get him the ball, I'm not saying he's going to go for 100 yards. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if you can get him in the 40 to 50 to 60 yard range, 
I think that is just enough to get Justin Fields going, just enough to maybe have them pay a little bit more attention and spring Darnell Mooney open a little bit. And, of course, I think that's going to help us win the game, man. That's one of my keys. I I think he could be – I don't think he's the best wide receiver, too, in the world, but I think he's the best for the role in this offense right now. And a great blocker, too, down the field. Really underrated at that. You see, uh, you know, through the first three weeks – He's down the field blocking. And you know a lot of our wide receivers nowadays don't don't like the block. So it's great to see guys like him down the field, you know, uh, get, getting blockers, right? Because Cole Komet missed, missed on the screenplay. I think it was week two against uh, the Packers. But, yeah, Brown is, has been all over the place blocking. So it's it's great to see that. And that, that goes into my key offensively, right, is, is get the running game going, right? That's that's something that we, that we must do at each and every game, right? To that's the strength of this team right now. You look at the old line and what they're doing really well, right? They're really some rogue graders right now. You look at Tevin Jenkins and company, Braxton Jones, you know, Cody Whitehair, Forum. They, they're really good at, at the run blocking right now. And I, I guess we'll see what, what David Montgomery's kind of day to day now. But Khalil Herbert, I mean, yeah. you know how I, how I feel about him, man. He's, he's in my opinion, one, one of the most underrated guys in the game right now, you know. Um, all he does is put up yards per carry, and he, he shows out in every game, even from last year, right, when he filled in for Montgomery. I mean, his yards per carry are at least six yards a pop, you know, f- f- combining last year to this year. So he's got a different level of juice. He breaks tackles. He can run outside the box. He can run inside the box. So and he can really hit a home run, running. Corey. Exactly. He's a home run hitter. Exactly. And he's got the honestly, speed. I, I love Montgomery, but that's the main difference between him and Herbert is exactly. the dude can hit the home run, and yeah. his Bears and- offense needs that. And we can make an argument. I know I know a lot of people get up in arms about it, but I think he is a better runner, right? I'm not I'm not talking about an overall back, right? Because I think David Montgomery is a better overall back, right? When you talk about blocking, when you talk about catching the ball in the backfield. Um, but strictly runner, right? I, I you could make an argument for Khalil Herbert, in my opinion. So I think they just need to get that going. But the Giants uh, defensive line, front seven, they've been playing the run pretty tough. This year, so it's it's gonna it's gonna be a tough matchup, uh, you know, because I think if we can establish that run early on, we can open up things. Corey, uh, I, I'm right there with you. I think both sides of the football. I think the Giants. I think they're gonna be feeding the ball to Saquon Barkley, and on our end, I think we're gonna be giving the ball to Khalil Herbert. Um, we're taping this on a Wednesday night right now. I'll be honest with you. I don't see David Montgomery playing this week. If he can avoid an IR stint, I think that's fantastic because. You know, David Montgomery, he's going to try and come back the week after or the week after that. So hopefully he's back a little bit soon. And, and Corey, man, that is our bread and butter right now. That's how we're scoring points is running the football. So I'm right there with you. Give us another Corey's key. What's another key to a Bears victory in week four? So defensively stop the run, right? They're going to try to get Saquad Barkley going, right? We did did better. (laughs) Saquad Barkley, I love that. We did better last week, though, right? I think there was a concerted effort. On execution-wise, Bears-wise, they did a little bit better, correct? They did a little bit better, but the thing is, the the reason why is because they started giving Rex Burkhead the ball, which I didn't understand <laughs> because Pierce was really gou- gouging he's, us. And then dude, all of a sudden, he's I'm good. like, whoa, whoa, he's kind of your Swiss Army guy. But he's a Swiss Army guy. He's the guy that'll come in, you know, on a sweep, yeah. you know, catch the ball in the backfield, things like that. But Pierce was, was really gashing us that's early spin, on. That spin and, move. Whoa. And, you know, th- those characters. <laughs> Dude. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we need to, we need to sure up this run game because if, if not, it's, it's really going to hurt us down the stretch, you know, especially if we can get things going offensively and Justin Fields becomes a better passer, especially, 
we're really going to have to be able to stop the run because teams are going to have that same green Green Bay plan where they're going to try to run the ball, time of possession, control things, keep the offense off the field. So we must stop the run. And that's the most surprising thing for me under Eberflus, right? Attention to detail, hits. You know, we're going to be a disciplined team. We're going to stop the run. And we haven't been able to do that, you know. And 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 a guy that we really haven't seen much, and I had high hopes for him, Al-Kadim Muhammad, right? I mean, yeah. he, he's kind of been non-existent in these first three games. And I know it's a long season. Hopefully, uh, you know, he can snap out of whatever's going on because he had a really good preseason. Uh, we just don't see the rush production. Uh, playing the run hasn't been that great as well. So um, really need him to step up. You know, we've seen Travis Gibson, uh, Robert Quinn at times. But as a whole, the defensive line needs to get more pressure. Like, we haven't had consistent pressure. You know, when when Davis Mills is able to have all day out there, that's, you know, I know we're going against uh, Laramie Tunsil, you know, who's who's a talented left tackle. One of the one of the better ones in the league, but hey, Robert Quinn, right? You, you're coming off a great year. These are two back to back ones you kind of struggled against, right? Trent Williams, one of, one of the best, struggled against him, and then Laramie Tunsil. So you know, whatever you got to do, if you got to work some games, you got to work something different. You got you got to work a uh, you know some some moves. Like you got to get something going. You know, especially you're one we are one of the better pass rushers in the league. You got to got to get things going um, and, and be that anchor out there. And Corey, you know, based on, you know, your keys to a victory here in week four, it kind of dovetails into, you know, one of my keys a little bit. I just keep thinking about, you know, there's all this pressure on Justin Fields right now. Everyone wants him to throw the rock all around the yard. And I'll be honest with you, temper your expectations for this week, Bears fans, because in my opinion, on the road versus Daniel Jones, just know your opponent and know what your expectations are. Justin Fields needs to protect the football. I think whichever quarterback turns the ball over the least, uh, probably wins this game, and I think it will be incumbent on Justin Fields to try and protect the football at all costs because I'm with you, man. I, I like Robert Quinn with a strip sack against Daniel Jones. I mean, the guys had problems holding on to the football yeah. in the past, even if they are doing with a run-heavy outfit. I think it's going to be whoever makes mistakes less with the quarterback position probably yeah. wins this game and goes 3-1. and one. Yeah, that, that was my other key, win the turnover battle, right? And yeah. that comes down to the quarterback position, I think. You know, obviously – the other positions, you know, a running back, wide receiver, tight end, you know, if they have the ball, hold on to it. But Justin Fields, I want to see growth from you. I want to see, you know, if if the read is not there, hey, tuck it and go, throw it out of bounds, throw it to only where your receiver can get it, right? And let let's let's get some growth and some progress there because that's the main thing holding him back right now. I think he's trying to do too much. So relax, right? Pump the brakes a little bit. Let's not try to do too much right now. Let's take what the defense has given us. That's an old expression, as old as football, old as time, right? Yeah. Take what the defense is giving you, right? Don't try to be too cute. Don't try to make these crazy plays. Let the game come to you, right? And that's the biggest thing. You could talk to anybody out there that's had a monster game, any position. And, you know, when they talk about what happened, they were just like, hey, I just, I just, I just executed the plan. I let, I, I let the game come to me, right? That's usually what people say. So Justin Fields, let the game come to you. And then everything will open up, right? But when you're pressing too hard, you could tell, right? You ever you ever want something so much? You're like, ah, oh, I need this, I need this. You're working towards it, and then it doesn't happen, right? And then when you're like, you know what? I'm just gonna keep working, and whatever happens, happens. And all of a sudden, you get that thing, right? You That's mean like you, you mean the way that. that you mean the way Bears fans have felt about their quarterback for I don't know the last forty years, perhaps of like I want it, <laughs> I want it so badly, yeah. And they get into they get exactly. into one. 
they get into one little moment, one bump in the road with Justin Fields, and they're like a person who's only been dating someone for two weeks, and they're like, <laughs> is this the right person for me? We just had a yeah. fight. We had a fight. I think we need to break up right now. And it's like, you know, exactly. uh, let's sit down, young sir. Like, we've been at this for exactly. a long time. You got to have some patience. Yeah. There, yeah. So, so I think the biggest thing is he just needs to lower his expectations. I think he's he's expecting in his head. You know, he hasn't said this, but I I, I could kind of you know, guess that he's probably like, I need to light it up. I need to do this. I need to do that. And the thing is, as a young guy, right, just let things come to you. Let the, let the game come to you. Let the defense dictate what you're going to do, right? And you take what the defense gives you. That's the biggest thing. And you see it throughout the league, right? Different quarterbacks, different offensive coordinators, right? They try to do too much, right? Just game plan, right? You have a game plan when you start the game, right? And it's usually been good for the Bears, especially the past two weeks, right? And then they change off of that, right? After the first drive, second drive, that defense changes. Yeah. And let's make adjustments to that, right? The guy up in the box gets in company, right? We're, we're going to be getting some of the calls and whatnot, and, and we'll, we'll be able to see what's going on. Then let's make make our plans off of that. So that's, that's the biggest thing for me is just relax. Let the game come to you. Don't try to do too much. And I guarantee you, if he can do that, we'll see him get more confidence. We'll see his play improve. And, hey, it's not going to be 400 yards tomorrow. But, hey, no. by, by the end back, of the season, back to, we could back see. Back to basics. Back to basics. Maybe win the football game. And I think you I think you have a lot to build off of. And I exactly. think you have a lot to hang your head high on. Um, Corey, man, are you ready for final score? Yeah, I'm ready. You want to go first, Wooster Thomas? Yeah, go first I'll, this week? I'll go first. I'll go first, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna say 24-17 Bears, right? Ooh, and, okay. And I think this is uh, one, especially with without the Giants' best receiver, Sterling Shepard, right now. Unfortunately, you know he he had that uh, ACL injury, which is unfortunate. Um, but they they've really struggled to pass the ball, just just kind of like us. But and then you take away their best receiver. Um, you know, I'm 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 hoping the Bears stop the run this week because I think. If you can stop the run and put the pressure on Daniel Jones, Robert Quinn and company, they should have six sacks. He's been sacked 13 times this year in three games. So their their old line is struggling. So if, if we can stop the run against Saquon Barkley, I really believe this is a game where we can get the comp confidence up defensively to, to know that we can generate that type of pressure. And I'm hoping it's that confidence building game for Justin Fields, right? At this point where, hey, we're two and one at this point. And it hasn't looked pretty at all, right? To be honest, he's played terrible, just like you said. And it's I think true. he has all the talent. I think he has all the tools. I think he's I think he's pressing too hard. He's trying to make too much happen, right? Take the de take what the defense gives you. Allow the plays to come to you. That's the biggest thing. And be an athlete, right? That's what that's why the Bears draft you. Because when you are a playmaker out there, like in that first week, second half of the 49ers game, he made things happen, right? It wasn't pretty. It wasn't this. But that's J Justin Fields, number one, baby. You're a playmaker out there. You use your feet. You allow the plays to happen, right? You take your reads, just like with the Pettis, right? Everyone said, well, it was a lucky play. No, that was the last read on there. That shows that he went through the progression out there. He made things happen with his feet, and they threw it down the field for a touchdown. That's when he got the confidence. So he's going to need that one play in the Giants game just to get him going, right? Yeah. You know, it's just, just like in golf, right? When you hit that first drive right down the middle, you all of a sudden, you know, you, you got that confidence Let's up, right? Again. Then you feel <laughs> invincible, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's the biggest thing. We need we need just a little chip shot out there. 
for him, right? A couple intermediate dink and dunk throws to get him going, right? He doesn't have to light it up. Rely on the running game. Take what the defense gives you. That's why I think 24-17, I'm hoping the Bears stop the run. Hope Justin Fields gets things going. And I'm, I don't expect a, a lights-out game, right? Just confidence building throws, making good decisions. That's all I want to see from him. I don't care about the numbers. It's just quality over the quantity. Yeah, I think this is a back-to-basics, uh, fundamentally sound game as well for hopefully the Chicago Bears. And look, man, I'm with you, man. You know, it's funny that I think I think everyone wants the world for him, right? And, I, and I'm with you on that. But you know what, man? You can honestly – Justin Fields can turn his season around literally on a third and seven. You know what I mean? Just find, just stay in the pocket, deliver a pass with conviction, with confidence, complete it in the first quarter. And that literally doesn't sound sexy, isn't going to end up on ESPN, but that literally can turn his entire season around. Uh, Corey, man, I, you know, we both did. I predicted 31 points last week for the Chicago Bears. Uh, you know, I'm an excited man, and I'm, a, and I'm an excitable person. But you know what? Obviously, we, we're, we're learning a little bit about just where Justin Fields is right now and where he needs to get to to get back into that groove, into that rhythm, into that confidence that you talked about. And I think I'm calling um, – we did it in the preseason. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say Chicago Bears win in this game. I'm going Chicago Bears win 17-13 to 13 over the New York Giants this week in week four. And here's what it is. It's going to look a lot the same. Right, I think we're going to get 120 to 150 rushing yards on the ground. I think Justin Fields' total yards will probably still be in that 140 to 160 area. Maybe 30 or 40 of them is going to be rushing yards. But you know what? Here's going to be the difference. The difference is when he goes to the podium in the post-game press conference, and we're going to be because all week, all all year long now, we've been talking about the pass attempts or the lack thereof, the passing yards or the lack thereof. He can at least go up to that post-game press conference knowing that he played a solid football game didn't turn the ball over, and he can turn to everyone and say, you know what, right now we're 3-1, and one, and that's what matters right now. I'm not saying the Chicago Bears win the Super Bowl, but inside that room and Justin Fields as a leader, to be 3-1, and one, I think that means a little bit more than I threw for 285 yards right now, and I helped uh, Charles' fantasy team win in week four. I just, think, yeah. I just think that's what matters right now, and I do like an opportunistic, fast Bears defense that might not be the most disciplined bunch in the world right now, I do like that matchup versus Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones, couple fumbles, couple coughed up fumbles, even maybe possibly in the red zone that kind of helps us turn the tides a little bit. Um, so I'm going Bears 17-13. Um, not going to be pretty. Going to be a win. Um, I think brighter days are still ahead. I just don't think it's quite there. I think it's about getting back to the fundamentals this week for the Chicago Bears offense. I, I agree with you, right? Decision-making, defensively stopping the run. I, I think th those are the two keys. Because if, if we can improve on those, I think, you know, the Bears can start stacking some wins. I'm not saying they're winning the Super Bowl by any means, yep. but I, I think I think the coaching, uh, them buying into it, is going to keep them in a lot of games and, and give them a chance to compete for a win. So this is a very winnable game, and I think as you go on, the Bears' schedule in general, right, is, is not the toughest, right? They have one of the – one of the weakest schedules in, in terms of uh, rankings and what power rankings and whatnot. So these are some winnable games. And at this point, you know, I think we both had them at, at two and one coming into this game. And then after yeah. this game at three and one. So hopefully our predictions will be right. And they'll, they'll go into next week, three and one, but that, that's all we want to see is this growth that, that, yeah. that's from week to week, just getting better. And Corey, just before we sign off one more thing real quick, you're bringing up such a great point where I know that we all want to freak out about, you know, our, our future franchise quarterback, hopefully in the star quarterback that the Chicago Bears fans have never had. But, man, yeah, you're right, man. Look at that schedule. There's time 
Bears fans. There's time. You know, they play the Commanders coming up. You know, they got a game against Minnesota. I mean, there's time to get the offense right. There's time for Justin mm-hmm. Fields to get his confidence going. There's time to kind of correct all this types of stuff. I mean, we've got games on the schedule later this year that are, let's be honest, they're just going to be tough, right? They're playing the Dolphins. They got a game against the Bills, the Eagles later this year. They got to play the Packers again. I mean, it's going to be some tough games coming up. But these next four Easy. or five games, you know, I think we play the Commanders after this. We play the Patriots on Monday night. They might be down their starting quarterback. Uh, there are opportunities to get this thing moving in the right direction. Um, I do want to preach patience. I agree that Justin Fields has not played well. I'm not saying that any other way. He has not. But if we can sort of stick with him a little bit, uh, you know, like your analogy, I'm a baseball guy. He's in a two for 12 slump. He's just got to hit the ball hard a couple of times to get that feeling back. And like you said, if you're not hitting your jumper, drive to the hole, Justin Fields. Get some fouls, get to the free throw line, start feeling good again a little bit. And I think that can happen this week. Exactly. Look, looking forward to it. It's going to be another great week of football. I mean, it's it. There's something else when the football season is back, right? Like we just we just look forward for that weekend, right? For college football, is like the preview before NFL Sunday, where, where the real action happens. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So another great pod again, man. Look, looking forward to breaking it down uh, and hopefully a Bears win and and talking about maybe the, the the improvements of Justin Fields. I think that's the biggest thing that we're going to keep in mind. And as well as the defense, defensive line in particular, stopping the run and the pressure. That's what that's what I want to look for this week. And hopefully all of that will be better. Believe in Bears here isn't so much about hot takes, but we're actually about objectively telling you what you're most likely going to see on Sunday's my 31 point prediction last week aside. Thank you so much for checking out this pod. Uh, the episode was presented by betonline.ag 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. When you use promo code believe 50 B L E A V five zero. Follow me at Joey sports guy. Follow Corey at Corey Wooten, man. Corey Wooten, no matter what you're doing, if you're not following him on Twitter, there's something wrong with you. And second of all, you got to check out all the fantastic work he's doing with CHGO. He's going to be breaking it down for you guys every single Sunday, halftime, postgame. They do previews, all that good kinds of stuff. He's doing brewing views in Fox 32. So if you're in Chicago <laughs> listening to this, I don't know, get out the Corey Wooten app. Get out the Woot app and try and figure out where he's going to be this week, unless he wants to tell us possibly. Come drink some some cold beverages with Corey and watch the Bears game. Uh Great stuff, man. Great to see you. Uh, any final thoughts? But other than that, let's take us home and let's bear down. Yeah. No, man. It's just uh, another another great opportunity, right, for the Bears to to improve, right? Uh, they, they've been pretty poor, in my opinion, through the first three weeks. You know, uh, it's it, it hasn't been great at all, right? It's been a lot of up and downs. But I think that the, the main thing, right, is, is whenever you're, you don't have your best performance and you can still stack a few wins, I think that's a good good sign of a well-coached team, right? They're buying into this because in the past, you know, a lot of a lot of these players seem like maybe they would have gave up during certain games and certain situations. So I think it shows shows the heart of the team, right? When you're not performing well, you don't have your best showing, and you're still able to get wins like they did against San Francisco, um, like they did last week, right? It, it wasn't pretty, but you find a way to get it done, and I think that's. That's a key to a good team, you know, in this league. You look at teams around the league, whether they win, you know, 12 games, 14 games. Hey, it's not always pretty, right? But you find a way to get it done, right? And that's the key. When the game's on the line, especially in that fourth quarter, how are you, how are you, how are you going to make adjustments in that second half and lead you to victory? So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. That's what it seems like. Every game, the Bears kind of start out, eh, 
and then they finish finish the game. So yeah. that's what we're looking forward to. Even in the Green Bay game, right? If if it was if we had that touchdown where Justin Fields crossed, like they we, kept we could fighting. be talking about it, they, right? They, they were fighting. close. Yep. They, yeah. So yeah, I think I think that's a mark of a well coached team. It's just now we have to get to these little details, details, discipline. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, well said, Corey. And and remember, Bears fans, remember what this season is about. And if you're going to be the type of fan that's going to go to the parking lot after a couple strikeouts in a row or whatever, go ahead and do that. But remember what we do, we're walking into this season to do, to see this young team develop. Don't bail on them now. Hang in there. Support them. You can be objective. You can be honest. When the team doesn't play well, tell them they don't play well. That is totally fine. But also remember what we're trying to do here. We're trying to get better every single week. And that's why I believe in Bears shows up every single week to try and figure out how they're going to do that. And hopefully a Bears victory in week four, Corey. Uh, that be would well, be nice. Safe, please. Yeah, that would be very nice. Uh, everyone, be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. Thank you for checking us out on YouTube. Thank you for listening to us on SiriusXM. Thank you for listening to us on TuneIn. And remember, Bear Down this week. We'll see you next week, hopefully, with a 3 and one Bears. The bear best, Down. The best three ones. Oh, that was some bass. <laughs> Put a little bit in there. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.